Hi everyone, it's Katherine Wilson, one of the teachers here at Theama Institute, and I'm going to be sharing a spiritual teaching given during a Sunday sermon regarding the parable of the talents, an often enigmatic parable in Matthew chapter 25. So starting in verse 14, we're given a parable that tells of three servants who are entrusted with a certain number of talents or gold coins. Each servant does something different with the amount they're given. Two servants invest and double the respective amounts they were given by their master. The other servant buries his coins in the ground with the understanding that he needs to protect the little he was given as his master is harsh. When the master returns, he praises the two who invested and scorns the one who buried the talents. The parable ends with the following words of the master. For whoever has will be given more, and they will have an abundance. Whoever does not have, even what they have will be taken from them. Intuitively, we say, this doesn't make sense. It doesn't sound right. We have a sense of God's nature, and it doesn't make sense to take away from those who have little. And this is the brilliance of parables as they cue us into recognizing that we're meant to understand in a different way than we're used to. This parable isn't talking about the giving and taking of things, rather it's talking about how energy works. When we invest our energy, when we give and offer and move life force, we have more energy. When we try to lock down and protect what we've got, we lock down our life force and we lock down our gifts. Talents in this parable could be interpreted as gifts. If we don't use our gifts and invest our energy to love, serve, and give as we are called from within, we end up with less and less. We end up in a place of pain, which is described as the weeping and gnashing of teeth at the end of the parable. Likely we recognize that we can't get more by grasping and fearing. Fear keeps the energy limited, and when it's limited, it can't expand. It's sort of like a rechargeable battery. If we don't use it, it'll diminish. But if we are using and charging it, so much more energy will have come from it. Where we tend to lock down spiritually and emotionally is around the uncertainty that comes with change. When change comes in ways that are not comfortable for us, or we didn't plan, or we didn't consciously choose, locking down is a compelling option. We want to hold on to what we have as much as we can, but this grasping diminishes our energy and wears us out. It actually makes change painful. And when we do lock down in the fear of uncertainty, we cut off the other face of uncertainty, which is possibility. Staying present with, invested in and engaged in the life-giving nature of possibility, which involves a willingness to let go, grows us spiritually. The servants who invested their talents took a risk. It was not their money. They had to invest on their own with a tremendous amount of uncertainty. They stepped into something uncertain and uncomfortable. And this risk opened up what was not before. This is spiritually true as well, that when we step out into risk and let go of things that have been set and stagnant in our system, all kinds of possibilities open. 
So the cost here is that there will inevitably be a period of a void or not knowing what will happen when we let go. We tend to hate the feeling of the time between letting go of something and when that space gets filled with something new. We've lost the thing we knew. Nothing is yet in its place. It's not where we wanna be. So what do we do here? We're often tempted to fill the void and not knowing by shoving something into it. Yet we can also choose to recognize that this discomfort is not a permanent state. We practice with breathing through, hanging in there when it's vulnerable, embracing any moments of terror with warmth and prayer. Then, when the space fills back in, it's at a new level. Willingly stepping out and investing our life force is vulnerable. And we often don't want more vulnerability to be the answer. But proactive vulnerability is different than when we were children and we couldn't protect ourselves. When we practice vulnerability as adults, we consciously choose to risk, not because nothing difficult or painful will happen, but because in the consciousness of the love of God, we recognize painful things can happen and be made exponentially better than they were. Increasing the life force, connecting to God, expanding our capacity to express our soul nature and willingly letting go brings more life, more connection, more healing, more soul, more God, more ourselves than before. So let us commit with open hearts to letting things change and let us know that whatever pain comes, so the gifts that come will be multiplied in benefit to us as we move through it.